0: Section 66 of Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. The World's Story, Volume 5 Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 66 the wardrobe of marie antoinette by madame campon when a foreign princess was married to the heir presumptive or a son of france it was the etiquette to go and meet her with her wedding clothes the young princess was undressed in the pavilion usually built upon the frontiers for the occasion and every article of her apparel without exception was changed notwithstanding which the foreign courts furnished their princesses also, with rich wedding clothes, which were considered the lawful perquisites of the lady of honor and the tirewoman. It is to be observed that emoluments and profits of all kinds generally belonged to the great offices. On the death of Maria lexinka the whole of her chamber furniture was given up to the Countess de Noailles, afterwards marechal de Mouchet, with the exception of two large rock crystal lustres which Louis Fifteenth ordered should be preserved as appurtenances to the crown. The tirewoman was entrusted with the care of ordering materials, robes and court dresses, and of checking and paying bills. All accounts were submitted to her, and were paid only on her signature and by her order, from shoes up to Leon's embroidered dresses. I believe the fixed annual sum for this division of expenditure was 100,000 francs, Footnote About twenty thousand dollars footnote. but there might be additional sums when the funds appropriated to this purpose were insufficient. The tirewoman sold the cast-off gowns and ornaments for her own benefit. The lace for headdresses, ruffles, and gowns were provided by her and kept it distinct from those of which the lady of honor had the direction. There was a secretary of the wardrobe to whom the care of keeping the book's accounts of payments and correspondence relating to this department was confided. The tirewoman had, likewise, under her order a principal under tirewoman, charged with the care and preservation of all the queen's dresses. Two women to fold and press such articles as required it, two valets and one porter of the wardrobe. The latter brought every morning into the queen's apartments, baskets covered with taffety containing all that she was to wear during the day. And large cloths of green taffety covering the robes and the full dresses. The valet of the wardrobes on duty presented every morning a large book to the first femme de chambre containing patterns of the gowns, full dresses, undresses, etc. Every pattern was marked to show to which sort it belonged. The first femme de chambre presented this book to the queen on her awakening with a pincushion. Her Majesty stuck pins in those articles which she chose for the day, one for the dress, one for the afternoon undress, and one for the full evening dress, for card or supper parties, in the private apartments. The book was then taken back to the wardrobe, and all that was wanted for the day was soon after brought in, in large taffety wrappers. The wardrobe woman, who had care of the linen, in her turn, brought in a covered basket containing two or three chemises, handkerchiefs. And napkins the morning basket was called pre du jour in the evening she brought in one containing the nightgown and nightcap and the stockings for the next morning this basket was called pre de la nuit they were in the department of the lady of honor the tirewoman having nothing to do with the linen nothing was put in order or taken care of by the queen's women as soon as the toilet was over the valets and porters belonging to the wardrobe were called in and they carried all away in a heap in the taffety wrappers to the tire woman's wardrobe where all were folded up again hung up examined and cleaned with so much regularity and care that even the cast-off clothes scarcely looked as if they had been worn the tire woman's wardrobe consisted of three large rooms surrounded with closets some furnished with drawers and others with shelves there were also large tables in each of these rooms on which the gowns and dresses were spread out and folded up for the winter the queen had generally twelve full dresses twelve undresses called fancy dresses and twelve rich hoop petticoats for the card and supper parties in the smaller apartments she had as many for the summer those for the spring served likewise for the autumn all these dresses were discarded at the end of each season unless indeed she retained some that she particularly liked i am not speaking of muslin or cambric gowns or others of the same kind they were lately introduced, but such as these were not renewed at each returning season. They were kept several years. The chief women were charged with the keeping, care, and examination of the diamonds. This important duty was formerly confided to the tire woman, but for many years had been included in the business of the first femme de chambre. End of section 66. This recording is in the public domain.